BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hey folks, it's Lyle. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about a new thing I'm doing where you can help support my lizard endeavors by becoming a premium member of this podcast over at therapygecko.supercast.com. Premium members or Gek Legends as I call them, will be able to get every new and existing episode of Therapy Gecko completely ad-free. They'll also get a bonus podcast episode once a month, a bonus live show episode once a month from all of the live shows I've been doing around the world, a members-only live stream once a month. Plus, you'll also support my ability to continue hopefully doing this podcast for a long time, doing it around the world, and also supporting my ability to occasionally go eat a slice of of pizza. Go to therapygecko.supercast.com or find the link in the episode description to become a Gek legend today. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. How are you? Doing pretty well. All right. Isaiah, 22 years old in Utah, is on experimental male birth control. How is that going? That's right. So it's pretty good, especially compared to like female birth control. And it's experimental. So I do get paid like $100 a visit. So that's kind of tight. And it works. I've been doing it since probably August or September of last year. It didn't like start working, working until um, probably January or February of this year. But the way that it works is that every morning I just put this um, alcohol-based gel on my shoulders, and that's supposed to decrease my sperm count to under a million, I guess, is the threshold, while also giving me, like, testosterone to, like, resupplement it. Um, but, but it do be making me a little hormonal, can't even lie, but far less invasive than an IUD or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, can't really complain. It's, um, it's kind of tight. How does the gel get from your shoulder to your balls? Yeah, that's that's a pretty good question. I I also wonder about like, you know, like placement of it because it kind of goes on my shoulders and my chest. But I guess I guess it's just a good spot to um, lower that testosterone or something. I don't know. They they don't really tell me much about how it works. They're just like, here's what your blood looks like. You know, blood levels and you know your sperm counts going down. So. Once a month, I bring in a sample as well as they, they take my blood and, like, vitals and just make sure that um, I'm stable. Now, do you do you know if this has any long-term effects? 
No. I think that, um, like, fingers crossed that it doesn't. Um, I've actually talked to them because I've noticed kind of the main thing that they said going into it was that the one negative side effect that they've noticed is that it does make um, the patients that are on it much more prone to, like, irritability or frustration. And I was like, that's not really going to happen to me because I'm a chill dude. I'm, I'm not like that. I'm, I'm super chill. But I kind of noticed recently, very retrospectively, that it has definitely had that effect. I'm like a dog person in general, but this whole year, anytime a dog hops up on me, I like freak out, like yell at the dog. And so I just get frustrated by little things that I don't normally get frustrated by. Um, but I've actually talked to the doctor about that, and they've said that um, – sort of the first thing to come back to normal will be my hormones when I do stop taking it. Um, and then eventually the very last thing that's going to turn back on is my sperm's ability to create sperm. So it's kind of tight too, because if I don't take it for like a day, it's not like I am all of a sudden going to be producing sperm again. It takes like a week to reset. So it is kind of a good option once it does hit the markets for someone who's not looking to have kids for, you know, like in their twenties or something, they can just put that on every day and keep it moving. How much are they paying you for this? Um, I think that collectively it's going to be like maybe shy of like $3,000. It's like $100 a visit. Um, and actually during a big section of the part before I went on to, before I started the efficacy process, right? Because before it works, before your sperm counts below that, you got to wear a condom, use other forms of birth control. Um, but before that, there was this, they would have you use this at-home but me kit like tester where you would actually almost like test your own semen samples to see what they showed results on and then i was getting like 125 when i was using that but now that i'm in this efficacy process it's just like okay you get 100 we take your blood we take you know a sample of your semen and you go home like so yeah it's not bad money do you have a partner i do yeah that was like a big part of it you had to have be in like a monogamous relationship for I think I said something like two years when he signed up. So yeah. And uh, how she feel about the whole thing? Um, at first she was really stressed out about it, kind of understandably. Um, like like she was down with it because she's had pretty bad experiences with birth control. Um, but once we started this efficacy, efficacy process where I'm not allowed to use a condom, that's like stressful as fuck. But she's actually. I think she's into it. She's also just like happy that she doesn't have to you know, be with someone who like almost like forces them to be put onto birth control, right? As women often find themselves being, or like, you know, if a condom breaks, she doesn't have to deal with like plan B or whatever. So she, she's come around for sure, but it was, it was stressful for the both of us at first. Cause like they say it works, but it doesn't actually work. Is she happy that like, she doesn't have to be on birth control because you're on birth control? Yeah, exactly. And we're both pretty, like, I don't know, big feminists, so it's kind of, like, cool to be part of this process because, in general, healthcare for women is pretty rough. So to be part of this, like, trial process for male birth control, which we should have had ages ago, is um, kind of cool. She actually wishes it was more invasive, though. She wished that they, like, had to, like, put a shot in my dick every month or something just to, like, even the playing field because, like, getting an IUD is horrific and I don't know. So there's that part of her that's like, eh, it could be worse. And that would maybe make her a little happy just as far as, you know, the status quo. Would you do it if they had to take a shot in your dick hole? 
Um, I would try it, I think. Like, yeah, I, I think I'd do it for science. I, it's easy to say that now, though. It, it, like, if I saw the needle, right? Can't, can't, yeah, you know what I mean? I'd try it once, probably. If it was, like, awful, I, I might not keep coming back. Have there been any, like, negative side effects that, like, like that you, you said the irritability was one, and then, uh-huh. um, any, any, anything else besides the irritability? Actually, I do think that, um, my sex drive is, like, up, which is wild because I'm also, like, a 22-year-old boy, man, whatever you want to call me, um, so it's not like I had a problem with that before, but... Yeah, I, I do think that I'm, like, hornier than I should be, which is saying a lot. Maybe we all feel that way, but I feel like it's extra. Do you want to have a child one day? No, actually. Um, this thing's been nice because it has sort of, like, cemented in my mind that as soon as I'm off of it, I'd actually just like to get a vasectomy if I can find a doctor who will do it. So it's kind of like vasectomy light. Mm, mm, mm. Um. Hmm. Now, uh, are you doing anything else for work, or is your full time job testing this uh, male birth control? <laughs> no, I do have a full time job, so this is just like a side hustle. It's nice, I you know get a hundred dollars once a month, so I can like buy video games or take my girlfriend out to a nice dinner. But it's definitely just like supplementary income, and I don't do anything serious with it. It's like. I think of it like free money. What's your job? Um, I work at tech support for like a cell company. A se- what's a cell company? So it's like it's like kind of like a call center job, but it's like hybrid. So I work from home, but troubleshoot you, technology you, with people. Are you, are you tech support for a sperm cell company? Like some sperm <laughs> cells? Like, hey, I'm trying to uh, get this egg pregnant, but there's some gel in my way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. I, I'd suggest turning it off and back on again, and that's that's about as much as I can do. Uh, that wasn't funny, but I tried to be funny. Um, what's your dream <laughs> in life, Isaiah? Um, I I do um, stand-up comedy, so it, it'd be fun to <laughs> actually like go on a tour with someone. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. That was that was good. Um, so yeah, probably that. Com- I, I do, do a lot of writing comedy? in my free time. I, how long have you been doing stand-up for? Uh-huh. Um, this is... I'm, I'm going into my... I, th- I think I just started... No, I just finished my fourth year, so going into, like, my fifth. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're in Utah. I was, at, I was at Wise Guys. You ever been to Wise Guys? Yeah, you were. No, I have been there. I, um, I got to host for, uh, like, nationally touring comedian there not too long ago, but I, I don't get, like, super regular gigs. I don't, you, you were here in Utah. It's kind of weird. It's a weird comedy scene. It's a weird scene in general. So who was who was the comedian? Um, but he did start out in Chicago. Uh, his name is Jeffrey As- Osmus. Have you heard of him? Yeah, he. I think he, I. I want to say he did stand up comedy in my basement at some point, but I don't know if really. That's so true. cool. I. But what, I, I know. I know. It is. No, he's really funny. I know. I don't have. I have. I met him before. I know. I know exactly who that is, but um. I don't know. Okay, why. nice. I don't know if it's because I met him or if you I just know so many comedians on Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, man. Hey, you can open for me if well, I ever rad. if I ever come to Wise Guys. Oh, please! I'll take you up on that for sure. 
Okay, you have to remind me. Send me a DM, and if I remember <laughs> next time... I'll say I'm the male birth control guy. Okay, yeah, say so you're the male birth control guy, and you got the gig. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Message me. Message... If I, if I announce... A t if I... If I'm announcing a tour to Utah next year, you let me know. I'll let you. I'll let you open for me. Please, yes, I, I'm there. I had my, I had my boy, um, I had my boy Ryan, the leader, um, open for me uh, last time I was there, and he's he's pretty sweet too. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, I heard the show was awesome. I ended up getting stuck at work that night, but like my friends went and had a really good time. So. You had a lot of gems. I'm, I'm sure you'll sell it out again. Um, what do you do stand-up comedy about? Um, well, I, I grew up here in Utah, so sort of like a large percentage of it is sort of like Utah-based. Like, I actually grew up in Provo, which is like the most kind of Mormon city in Utah. So it's a lot of that. Um, but then I'm also Polynesian. Um, so I do jokes about being like Hawaiian and Tongan, um, and then just kind of like dumb, like dark humor about like my dog dying and shit like that. So, well, I try try to touch a few bases, you know. What's your take on Polynesian sauce? Polynesian sauce, it's good. I like it. Um, it's not honestly like teriyaki sauce is probably one that you might find more <laughs> in like actual like Polynesian restaurants, but it's kind of like Hawaiian pizza, like. That was like made in Canada, but I still like Hawaiian pizza. So, dude, can I t can I tell you something? When you just said when you said just now that you were Polynesian, um, that's the first time I've ever heard the word Polynesian used outside <laughs> not of the in reference to a sauce of Polynesian sauce. Like I didn't know that Polynesia was. I thought it. Wa I swear, I'm being 100 percent with you. I thought it just was a sauce. It, where is Polynesia? <laughs> Well, Polynesia refers to like the a lot of like Pacific Islands. So it's like um, if you're Polynesian, you could be like Fijian, Tongan, Samoan. Um, I think they consider um, like Maoris in New Zealand Polynesian. So it's it's sort of like like Asians can be from a bunch of different countries. Polynesians are like Pacific Islanders. Oh, okay, okay. Interestingly, I grew up saying like, "Oh, I'm poly" to refer to being Polynesian, but now if you say ah. you're poly, people think that you're like polyamorous, leads yeah. to a lot of confusion. So you got to say the whole thing these days. What's that? Is that is that is that a bit that you do? It is a bit that I do. Yep, but it's like new. It it was a problem before it was a bit. Um, but that's now a good it's a bit. bit. I like that. That's a good bit. Do you do Thank that you. one when you open for me? Please, yes, I'd love to. Um, well, well, hey, now with the male birth control, now is now is a great time to be poly and poly. Yeah, it, it really does work out um, both ways. I think I'm pretty monogamous, but I've heard good things. Isaiah, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um. I mean, look into male birth control near you. You might save your uh, save the woman in your life a lot of uh, grief. And then, and we'll leave it at that. Thanks so much for your time, Gek. What is, before we go? What is the Polynesian sauce like oh, yeah. in Polynesia? <laughs> I, I think it's a lot of um, like teriyaki sauce. Uh, you, they actually even call it like teri sauce um, for short. Um, there's like 
burgers in Hawaii. Have you, have you been to Hawaii? Or you're going to Hawaii soon, maybe? Uh, I have a flight to, to Hawaii tomorrow. Okay, incredible. So if you've never tried this, um, definitely try Loco Moco when you're in Hawaii. It's a Hawaiian burger that's like a beef patty on rice over like gravy. There's like gravy over it and there, you have like a egg on top. That's like, that, that, that's pretty, um, that, that's like a Hawaiian burger. Like a lot of people think of like a Hawaiian burger as having pineapple on it, but Loco Moco all the way. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it's good stuff. You, you'll, you'll like it. Thanks for calling, Isaiah. Yeah, have a good one. Safe travels. Crap, I had a thought that I was going to say, but I was going to wait until Isaiah was off the phone. What did it, it had something? It had something to do with either Polynesian sauce or birth control. I forget. I'm just going to not say it. But let's include this in the podcast. Still, let's include this afterthought that I forgot. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com gecko. Liquiddeath.com gecko. Call from. Hello. Oh my God, I got on. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is my first time calling in. I uh, Actually, the first time that I called, uh, I didn't realize that there was like a voicemail thing. So you might have just a strange message after this. Uh, what's up, man? What do you want to talk about today? Um, So kind of have a interesting situation going on in my life right now involving uh, my roommate, my girlfriend, and uh, one of her friends. So 
Uh, my girlfriend's friend and my roommate had a thing for a while. And around the time of her birthday, uh, she lives in a different town. She came to the town where uh, my girlfriend and I and my roommate live. And when she got here, uh, they were talking about potentially like hooking up and stuff. And uh, my roommate was just really like head over heels for this girl. And uh, we ended up going out for drinks for the first night of the weekend. And it was all great. Um, and then eventually what happened was is that after we got back to my house uh, and I dropped my girlfriend and her friend off back at my girlfriend's house, uh he was texting me saying like oh she like really wants me to like come over like what should i do and i was like uh you know how mad my girlfriend would be if you went over to her house at 3 a.m and had sex with uh her friend on her couch yeah no you're just just wait till tomorrow dude um what he didn't know was that uh my girlfriend and i were after he went to bed we're going to uh hook up with her friend afterwards and uh after it was all said and done um her friend was like yeah i don't really want to like pursue a relationship with this guy and long story short she ended up cutting it off from him and uh he was heartbroken and now whenever she like comes around to like visit okay, my girlfriend right. uh Actually, no, no, you know, you go ahead, go ahead, finish. I'll save my questions to the end. Um, yeah, so whenever uh, she like comes around to visit my girlfriend or she ever gets brought up in the conversation, he just like tries to shut it down immediately and he gets all sad and shit. And uh, I really feel like I kind of ruined his chances with this girl. And I know that it probably wasn't much, but uh, okay, I'm gonna, all right, now I'm gonna, like I'm, gonna cut, I'm gonna cut in with my questions now. Uh, first of all, okay. I want to congratulate you on having so many friends that I've lost track of all the different friends that you have in this story. But <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's a good. It's a good thing. I promise. Okay. Um, if I understand this correctly, uh, your friend had a big old crush on your girlfriend's friend. And they they hadn't correct. done any. They there there was just a crush. There was no th real thing between them. Correct. There was there was talk that they were going to do stuff, but, but there was after... no. They didn't. Okay, but okay. Your friend had a crush on your girlfriend's friend, and mm. one night text your girlfriend's friend to see if if he could come over. Uh, yep. That doesn't work out, and on that very same night. You and your girlfriend go to her house to have a threesome with her. I uh, guess that is correct. Wow. That's wild. That is a yeah. um that that is very wild. Did you tell did you ever talk to your friend? Your friend has no idea that you had a threesome no. with your girlfriend he, and this he girl. Has he has no likes. idea. Oh my god. Nope. Did you feel bad at all? Did you feel like were you morally um um conflicted? Um well in the moment I was like this is uh I mean in the moment I was 
In the moment, you were like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, sure. But after, after uh, it was all said and done, he, like, didn't come out of his room for, like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, yeah, I felt real bad. And there was, like, a moment in time where I was going to tell him. Um, but it's been continuing to happen. Um, this man would be, this man would be, wait, 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 it's been continuing to have, like, you've done this with, you guys have had this threesome multiple times. Yes. This man would be shattered if he knew what was going on. Yeah, I know. And to, uh, top all this off, he's my boss at work. Like I'm, I'm not joking. Like I'm. You're not joking. You're not fucking with out, me. I'd get fired. No, I am not joking with you. And I'm afraid that if he does find out, I'll get like fired, and it would just make the whole living situation really awkward. Come on. All right. <sighs> mm. Where? What do you do for work? Uh, I work at a local sandwich shop. He's your boss at the sandwich shop. What? Is it a subway or is it like a local sandwich shop? Uh, it is a Herberts and Gerberts. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's like a sandwich shop. I, I'm in uh, I'm in Wisconsin right now, and that's okay. a uh, like a delivery sounds, sandwich sub. It sounds Wisconsin. Uh, were you guys friends yeah. before you started working together? Have you been friends for a long time? Yeah, we've been friends for like four or five years or so okay now in those four or five years your understanding of the, his friend how have his relationships been over the course of five years is this like kind of a is 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 this like a recurring thing in his life that he's like like i guess romantic rejection yeah no he just hasn't had the greatest luck he mm. he kind of just gets really like invested into people and uh i mean like it's great like if you're gonna love love hard but he ends up getting hurt but i've just never seen him like that before Hmm. Mm-hmm. did he do you think was and now your friend's feelings for this uh your girlfriend's friend were they were they purely lustful or was there um you know a little a little more to that um i mean we live like 4 hours away from her so i think in the back of his head he was like yeah i know this would never work but i think he really really wanted it to which would explain the reaction after she texted him when she went back home and was like yeah, I'm not looking for anything. Man. So you so you and your girlfriend drove the four hours? Uh, we've it's kind of just been like well, my girlfriend has later moved since this moment. She's kind of like in between me and uh her friend now, so we kinda of just end up meeting at her place now. This hasn't happened in like months. Uh because I just kind of felt guilty about it. Not even kind of, I do feel guilty about it. Oh man, dude, I don't know. I re- I don't know. I don't know, cause I'm. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna. Trade. I'm not gonna sit here, and I'm sure there's plenty of other people listening to this. I'm not gonna sit here 
and tell you I wouldn't have done the same thing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, it makes me feel a little better, but like, well, damn. I, I don't think it... Because <sighs> I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lie to you and tell you I wouldn't have done the same thing. Because it's not like it'd be what it'd be. Because here's the thing: it'd be one thing if this was like your friend's, uh, like ex, or like uh, you know, obviously it'd be a thing if it was your friend's girlfriend. But like, I don't know, man. Which I mean, tell me more about your relationship with this guy, with your friend. Um. So me and him moved in together into a house. Uh, like two years ago and <clears throat> sorry um, we've uh, I mean we've been good friends but ever since this moment I feel like it's just been kind of difficult to like talk to him because he's also just been really stressed with like work lately and uh, coming home and the only thing that he can really talk about is work is just like eh, I'd really rather not talk to you then um but I feel like there's can I ask, kind can of I ask how old you are? Uh, I am 24. How old is he? He is 25. All right. What's his um? Because it sounds like it sounds like homie. Like there's he's got a kind of a general malaise going on, or or depression, or. Or or something. Something's some this it's this is it's not just this thing he likes a girl and the girl doesn't like him back. Like there's a there's something. Is that accurate? Uh yeah. I mean there there always kind of seems to be something with him. So I try to like I don't know, I've tried to help in the past and try to get him to like open up, but uh Again, it's just a lot about work, and I mean, he's tried dating since then, but it just has not gone well. Mm. I'm trying to think if you want to help your friend, because like, here's the thing: if that girl didn't like your friend, there was nothing. There was nothing you could have done to help. But like, I don't know. Could you and your friend like? <sighs> Why do you, why do you, look, you sound like you're probably a handsome guy, you know? <laughs> Thank you. You, you. You're, you got stuff going on. What, and you, and you know your friend intimately. What do you think it is about him that, that made that girl not like him? Or what do you, what do you think it is that has, has made him, you know, romantically unsuccessful or like what what like in your opinion what do you think is is holding him back um i mean he's i really don't mean to like kind of bash this guy now but uh he's a little weird and he's like really stinky and doesn't have the greatest hygiene like uh there was one night where me and him went out to get drinks and i had to drive him home and i made like a little puke bucket for him and that uh, puke bucket proceeded to sit in his room for the next two months without being emptied. It got to you the point what? where, like, you couldn't even. 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you I wouldn't do the same as well with that. Yeah, I, like I, I mean, it literally got to with the you point and a little like, bit with your friend as well. It literally got to the point where, like, I couldn't. So we live on opposite floors. I live on the main floor. He lives upstairs. And I genuinely couldn't, like, walk past the stairs because of how bad that entire floor smelled purely because of his room. Man. I don't know, man. This is, t- this is tough because um, I don't know how you could help your friends. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you could help him. Yeah, I mean, is it a bad i is it a bad idea to hmm to to tell him hmm I don't know. That's personally, that's tough, I, that's I don't think it would end well. If okay. I did tell him, no, I'm not even. I'm not even talking me. about telling him. But no, I, 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 ah, oh, dude, I don't know. I sort of think ignorance is bliss with that. I'm trying to think if I were in the friend's position. If I were in the friend's position, and I, 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 I don't think I would want to know. I think it, there are some. There are some cases where ignorance, ignorance is, is just bliss. I'm trying to think of how you could, I don't know, just in general, help your friend. It's hard because you don't want to just be like giving him unsolicited advice. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the ways that it does help is just kind of like just being a friend to him and uh, overall just kind of just kind of being there to listen to him, kind of giving him a shoulder to cry on. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, that helps for the moment, but I mean, usually by the next day, he's kind of back in that same spot. Are you going to continue to um, hook up with this girl with your girlfriend? Uh, her and I have talked about it, and I mean, she knows how I feel about it, and she kind of has her uncertainties too, so um, I think we're both kind of in the same boat of if it's if the stars align and us three are together again and it happens, great. Um, if not, that's not going to be something that we're like actively pushing for or being like, oh, when is this going to happen again? Like, no. Hmm. Dude, what if you guys had a threesome in the sandwich shop? <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, you know, there, there have been things that have happened in like the store that aren't <laughs> okay, from okay. that, but like what, uh, well, like, hold, I won't uh, go like what, um, there's just been like some crazy things that have happened in the store. Um, we, uh, so we had a coworker who had a uh, baby not too long ago, um, and we found out that the baby was conceived like in the back room area like the mother and the father had sex in the back of the store they both work at the store so it wasn't like i mean it's still weird but like it'd be weird if just like two random people 
that came into the back of the store. I don't know how it's, to explain this. It's really it's, unfortunate because like I, I, I feel as though being conceived in a Wisconsin sandwich shop probably dooms a baby. Yeah, no, she, uh... Tell. <laughs> um, what's yeah, your name uh... again, sir? Um, well, good luck. GLHF, my friend. Uh, is there anything Thank else you, you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Um, this is, uh, feels good to get this off my chest, and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, at the end of the day, I really just wish the best for my friend. I guess all I gotta say. Never let him listen to this podcast. Oh, absolutely not. He knows nothing about this. Okay, you have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Wait, wait, what's the name of the sandwich shop again? Herbert's and Gerbert's. Herbert's? Is it a chain? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a chain. Oh, okay. Because I thought people, because then people would be like, I'm trying to, th do you think, and I want, uh, uh, wait, did you, you didn't give me your real name, did you? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a good one. Yeah. You too, sweet man. Because I feel like somebody would could just uh, pinpoint how many Herberts and Gerberts are there in Wisconsin. Let's see here. Hold on. Herberts. Oh, okay. This is like a. Pl I thought. I honestly thought he was making it up. Herberts and Gerberts. All right, there's, I don't know why I'm giving instructions on how to dox this guy, because I, I don't want that to happen. We'll just, we'll, we'll bleep his name out. Herbert's and Gerbert's is a restaurant franchise specializing in submarine sandwiches. The company, oh wait, no, the company has more than 50 locations throughout Arizona, Colorado, Indiana. Wisconsin. They have only one in North Carolina. So if he if the caller was from North Carolina, he'd be easy to find. Don't dox the people on this show. All right. Um What kind of, I'll make I'm going. Let me go to their website. Let's go What's going on on herbertsandgerberts.com? Oh, they got a turkey bacon ranch. They got a... Oh, they got a little cartoon drawing of an alien eating a sandwich. I like that. I'm gonna... Go Do they have any near me? Let me type in my zip code. Okay, I forgot. Wait, hold on. Damn, they don't have any Urbits and Gerberts near me. Wait, fuck, now people can dox me. Dude, shit, people, people who... Now people can find all the places in America that don't have Herberts and Gerberts. And they can do the reverse of what they would do to the caller, to me, and use the absence of Herberts and Gerberts to determine where I live. The internet is a dangerous place. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, 
and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello? Hey there, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. How are you, man? Oh, doing all right. Um, I'm actually in the middle of a... Um well, actually, just finishing up a, a big move. Um, I just moved back to my hometown from a bigger city. Ah, is that a is that an upgrade? Well, where where is that in in your life plan? Is that what you desired? You know what? I I didn't think it was, but it, it is. <laughs> um, I'm moving back to my hometown, and um, just kind of growing up, I always thought I wanted to leave. Um, and do something else and be in a bigger city. But ever since I was there, I just wanted to come back home and be closer to family. That's kind of the hero's journey is you go out (laughs) into a bigger city and you, um, you're like, all right, this place is cool. It has restaurants and bars. And you realize that everywhere is really the same and that the best place to be is where your friends and family are. As long as there are Definitely. like also also bars and restaurants there where you can get margarita pizza and <laughs> shit, but where's your hometown? Um, I actually I live about an hour north of Louisville, Kentucky. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it's that's a nice spot. I like Louisville. It's it's a bustling. <laughs> um, what do you are you living back with your parents or did you get a place? Um, I got a place. Um, so far it's been a lot nicer than my older place um you know the bigger cities have a lot higher rent and i think that was a main decision making factor um i I actually lost a job that i moved to the bigger city for and that's kind of the catalyst for the move back home what was the job that you had in the big city i worked um for a major abortion provider (laughs) and um it was really interesting, and I had a really intense time there, and I worked there for probably about three years. 
And uh, at the end, I, I got a promotion <laughs> and that's why I had to move. And um, it turned out I did not like the added responsibility. <laughs> so um, it didn't turn out very well for me. Interesting. So what was it about the promotion or the added responsibility that made you want to leave? I think it was um, kind of your peers turning into like you have this weird power dynamic with them and um, you're kind of on one hand expected to, I guess, like lay down the law <laughs> without a uh, better way to put that. Um, and you don't want to be like a stern, you know, don't be late kind of guy. And you have to be, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, uh, you're, you go from like actually doing something to managing other people doing stuff. That's, that's put perfectly. Absolutely. It's just kind of like watching it all unfold and being responsible for how it ends up. You said here on the, uh, on the call screening notes that, that it was a toxic job. Why did you feel like it was it was toxic? You know, um, I'm sure a lot of people who work in, like, nonprofit organizations can relate to this. Um, but I think a lot of times places like that kind of take advantage or prey upon your... Um, your empathy or your your support or compassion towards whatever mission you're working towards. And so they kind of just exploit that, you know, as much as possible. Like, hey, if you if you miss this shift, you know, like X, Y, and Z will happen to this many people. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of yeah. one of those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, it, was that tough working at the abortion clinic was it seems like uh, uh, there's a lot of emotions going on around there oh definitely and i mean it's it's crazy you just see like this crazy wild variety of emotions throughout it um so it's really like common to see just like a spectrum of, of different feelings around it it's just really interesting to do it in such a hostile state I actually got to do some training in the Washington state and it was wild just how different things are laid out there than in a state like Kentucky or Indiana. Which of the big city? Where was the big city at? Um, Bloomington, where IU is. Uh, I don't know what either of those, I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like a college town. IU. Oh, Indiana University. Oh, okay. You go to IU, and next door you can get an IUD. <laughs> exactly. Um, where is uh? Okay, so what what are the abortion laws like in uh, in Indiana? Uh, I'm actually uh, kind of embarrassed to say that I'm out of touch with what's going on most recently. Um, but I remember there was a really big push, um, for everything to be completely, you know, basically like Texas style ban laws here. Um, and that was, it, it's just so stressful because it goes back and forth with the courts and, um, you know, staff and, and patients have to kind of bend over backwards for whatever happens, you know, at the very last minute. 
And um, was it? Is it like? Because there are, I, I assume, like 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 planned. There are planned parenthoods in states where abortion is illegal, right? I believe so. Yes, and I think I think their focus right now is just to like, you know, provide a, as much education as the law allows. And, um, just encourage, you know, safety. <laughs> so what are you going to do now that, uh, you don't work there? I think I'm going to, um, be more in touch with my own feelings <laughs> instead of, um, you know, just kind of being like this empathy vacuum every day. <laughs> um, I think it's been a really eye-opening experience for me to just kind of spend time alone and um, switch to like a, a work-from-home job. <laughs> it's it's been awesome to just kind of like be with myself and and see myself outside of a work environment. <laughs> I know it feels it feels nice to um to to work on yourself, right? Because you're you're having to comfort people all the time. Oh, definitely, yeah. That's a lot. And, and just kind of, um, you got to like kind of read the moment, <laughs> read every single little moment and interpret that on how to act next. It's really awesome. And um, I think the people who work in those situations are, are incredible people. Mm -hmm. I, I really loved it. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I mean, you know, the, that's the thing is um, say what you will about people who are assholes. But uh, God, it, don't you, it sounds like a such a nice life, a, a little bit, doesn't it? Not caring about anything or anyone at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's been really weird. <laughs> it's been really weird, and kind of feels like um, you know, like when you're in high school and you finally get the summer off or whatever, and you're just like, dang, what do I do? Because you're just so used to this like constant routine day after day after day. And when you finally have like the time to do anything else, you're like, dang, I'm so boring. Like, do I even have a personality yeah. anymore? I feel like almost brainwashed by work. What are you going to do now that you have all this time? Uh, well, I think I've, I've been spending more time with my family. Um, but honestly, one thing I'm really excited about is to get back into um, like hiking and, and going to the state parks. I used to be so into that and uh, it's just like disappeared for me entirely <laughs> since, since I started, um, you know, being more career oriented, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have do you have a lot of friends in this hometown? No, no, I've never, I never had a large friend group, um, but I do have really great uh, close friends that are um, just a few, but really wonderful friends. And it just feels like a brand new chapter in life. And I feel super excited and really happy to be talking to you tonight and everything. That's good. Seems I, I got to say, you sound, um, I can hear in your voice that you've been, uh, dealing with incredibly emotional situations for three years. Like I want to, I want to throw an army blanket <laughs> around you right now. You're 
you, you oh, seem <laughs> you seem in, in complete shock just from talking to you. So I'm glad to hear that you're uh, moving on to hiking and stuff instead of uh, <laughs> con- constantly having to be there while people go through, uh, uh, you know, some of the most awful times in their life. That sounds like a yeah. lot to deal with every single day. You know, I was talking to I was talking to somebody about this. Um, and maybe you would have some interesting insight on it. Um, I've read on on the internet and talked to some people and whatever. I've heard stories of people who like they call the 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 suicide hotline, and the person on the other end is like um, uh, uh, kind of cold or or uncaring, you know, or they're in some kind of a a, 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 a situation medically or some some dire thing where where like they're at a horrible time in their life but the person working it's it they're sort of apathetic to them and i kind of get it a bit because it's like for them it's like every single day you know and you and a human being as you know can only handle so much empathy you know so it's like it's not surprising oh, to yeah. me that these people, even though they're put in situations where they, where their whole job is to deal with folks who are uh, heavily distressed, it kind of makes sense to me that that occasionally they would grow cold or uncaring or anything. Not because they're rotten people, but just because it's it's you know, I mean, like you were saying, it takes a, a an incredible person to be able to do something like that, you know. Definitely, um, definitely. And shout out to those who are still doing it. <laughs> I think my my insight to that is that just from working in an environment like that, every single person that I worked with was so compassionate and empathetic towards the people who needed it. Um, and even, you know, between coworkers, we were really empathetic and compassionate towards each other. But um, speaking only for myself um, and none of my other coworkers at the time some of the stress like you like you just don't even know where to put it and it is not an option to give it to the people you're serving you know what I mean so you you just kind of and in my case it's something I'm not proud of is definitely taking it out on the people you work with every single day um Mm. or being like inappropriately like snippy or just short with them and I think that's how I handled it, which was not great. <laughs> I bet it be I bet it would be a good idea to like date an exterminator. You know, somebody who's just oh, they yeah. get all their aggression out on the job. So that way, you know, it's all love when they get home. One hundred percent. You're just like taking out entire, you know, species and from an area. Just it's, right. you probably feel really powerful. Right, right. They got to be happy people. <laughs> What's your name again? Karen. Karen. Karen, uh, thanks for talking to me. I hope there's uh, good things ahead on the horizon. Is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go, or to me, or to um, Mark, who's listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> um, I would just say... Um, be nice to each other as as often as possible. <laughs> and thank you so much for taking my call. 
And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Have a good night, Karen. Bye. Karen. That's uh, uh, you don't meet a lot. You don't meet a lot of nice Karens. I don't have an. I don't have a joke. I don't have a Karen joke. And I don't want to have a Karen joke. Let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk to another person. Hello. Hey, what's up? Oh my God, I'm actually on. Who is this? Uh, this is Tyler. Tyler. You know what's so cool? It's cool to me that um. I've been doing this podcast for three years, and there's still new people calling in. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, what happens when I literally just have talked to everyone who listens to this already? Yeah, I've watched it from about a year now, actually. I went to um, your show in New York. Oh, shit. Well, at the Bell House? Yes, yeah. Where, where those two twins arm wrestled? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was sweet. That was awesome. Are you coming back again? I won't be offended if you're not. Uh, the bell house sold out, but I'm gonna go to um the one the next day. Okay. Oh, sick, 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 sick. Um, Tyler, Tyler, you sent me a text and you said, um, you said I farted in a coworker's face because she annoys me, but after farting in her face, I've mellowed out and I don't hate her anymore. Yeah. So. I think, because like, I'm not going to say what store I work at, but I work at a retail store. And there is this girl. Um, I will not, uh, I don't know what type of fake name I should give her. Let's just say H. Uh, so H, she is not the best employee. Like everyone kind of like, you know, comments on the fact that she's a bit scatterbrained. She messes stuff up. And when I first started working at that store, I had to fix certain things that she would mess up. And one day, you know, we were in the break room. She was sitting in a chair. I was washing my hands. And I noticed my butt was at the perfect angle at her face where I was like, if I fart and leave, she's not going to notice. There's several other people in here. And I did that and I left. And uh, it's been, I think, about a year or two ever since I farted in her face. And honestly... I don't know. I am pretty. I, I I don't. I don't mind her anymore. Or like you know, she still hasn't approved as a worker. But I'm like, hey, how are you? You know, like sometimes we chat, and it has gotten significantly better um, working with her. You know, there's something to that. There's something to that. I was on uh, TikTok last night, and I saw a really beautiful video that I and I think I think this is related to what to your thing. It was um. I was one of these TikTok prankster kids who I I really don't like a lot of those guys, but uh, it was one of these TikTok prankster people, and um, he was like fucking with this old man, and um, the old man was like, "If you do that again, I'm gonna if you if you call me that again, I'm gonna fuck you up." And so the kid put the the prank kid he put up like a fighting stance, and the old man smacked him in the face and then the and then the kid punched the old man and then like they kind of oh. like circle and but then they they kind of like circle each other for a little bit and then i swear to god the old guy he just he just looks at the prank kid and he goes kid what are we doing and the the kid <laughs> and the kid is like ah you know what you're right and they both they like put their hands down and the old man is like you actually got me pretty good and the kid's like you got me pretty good too you can fight and then they hugged 
and 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 that was it. And I was like, and by the way, um, I mean, I've watched a lot of fight videos on the internet, and that's the only one I think I've seen that ended like that. But I did. It made me kind of. I'm not a big uh, proponent of you know. I don't think you should hit people and stuff. But it just was kind of beautiful to see one time where you know hitting people worked. And maybe there's something to that where you farted in your coworker's face, um. And that just got it out. I I think it's missing the element of you got to let your coworker fart in your. F- if you let your coworker fart in your face, see that's the thing. This was this is, is kind of what makes it different from that fight is that it's only one sided so far. <laughs> if you let your coworker fart in your face and you or and then you just spend a little bit of time farting in each other's faces, that might solve everything. Because I don't know how she's feeling. Maybe she's feel has pent up shit again. She probably doesn't like you. But if she farted in your face, she would see that you're actually, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, maybe you're right. But I'm also too tall for her to fart in my face, too. I think even sitting down, uh, too tall to fart in my face. Not in the the teabag position. (laughs) Probably. She could probably do it if I was in in that position, yeah. Why did this, why does this person annoy you? Ah. Because, like, in retail, you know, you're already getting paid so little. Customers are already, like, snapping at you for the smallest things. And then, like, repeatedly for, like, you know, like, maybe, like, three or four days a week, you know, you do something, that person, they purposely mess it up. And, uh, like, in the store, we all, like, stock our own little sections. And maybe, like, a whole thing will be messed up. And they'll go to me and being like, well, I do like this. And I'm just like... I saw H just restock it. Like, what? what why yeah. are you talking to me about this? So, um, yeah. something like that. I, I, I look a job environment like that would make me want to fart in people's faces too. I get it. You had that fart. There was more in that fart than just uh, fart chemicals. There was anger, resentment, <laughs> um, frustration. And you farted it all out of your body onto this woman's face. And that's why exactly. you maybe. love her now. <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe the world's problems would be uh, solved a bit more if people were just like, I'm not going to punch this guy. I'm not going to kick this kid. I'm, I'm just going to do one simple fart. And I'm just going to walk away from the situation. I agree with that. What's your name again? Uh, it's Tyler. Tyler. Well, Tyler, um, if you if you need me to referee a, a fart battle between you and this person, um, and you can you can hold it uh, within a, a ten minute walk of my house, let me know and I'll do it. Okay, cool. I will definitely have a large can of beans before that. I will I will be prepared. Thank you for calling, Tyler. Thanks, Lover Podcast. Bye.
Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hey, parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to do list teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.